Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Welcome to this week's play-by-play of the Hangtime Podcast. Joining us now, comedian Chelsea Peretti, NBA All-Star Roy Hibbert. Roy is our nation's most treasured actor. He's got chops, he's got talent, and he also has three tickets to Lakers. <laughs> With your host, Elliot Anderson, stuffed it down behind his head. Seku Smith, Lang Whitaker, and Rick Fox. Our next guest should have been our first guest, Isaiah Thomas. How do you think you would play in today's NBA with the rules the way they are? Be honest. Uh, I average 40. <laughs> we will win a lot. <laughs> and it's, it's our main man, Roderick Turner from the Los Angeles Times. Hey, you, can I say this first? <laughs> you know you when can. When I started covering the Lakers, when Rick Fox played, I had hair. They wore me out. <laughs> now it's time for the tip-off. And the matchup between the two previous champions, the Spurs and the Warriors, round one goes to the Dubs. Round one, more like a round one knockout. <laughs> uh, it didn't just go to the to the Dubs, they they took it. Um, Seku Smith from the Hangtime blog at NBA.com. My main man, Langs Whitaker. In the building for once, in the studio. With in the me. house. Yes, sir. Um, with his, uh, with the gear you might expect him to be rocking. <laughs> Jordans? He's, he's trying to wear that and the Hawks gear. He's trying to bring uh bring I'm working for the Hawks life. for the next 48 hours. <laughs> 72 hours. Your dream job. It's like uh, somebody's got to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing a, a uh, working on a piece for NBA TV's Beyond the Paint. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I'm spending... 72 hours embedded with the Hawks. So, yeah, well, you can spend it with worse people other than our man Zach Walsh. True. Shout out to Zach. Um, best in the biz. But the, look, the Warriors have punished their so called competition here in the last, what, week, week and a half? The last three months. But I mean, specifically <laughs> these last, I mean, they pounded, I mean, just flat pounded the Cavaliers and the Bulls. Which was surprising in in some respects, but not sh- shocking. What they did to the Spurs last night, sans Tim Duncan, as you so aptly predicted on the podcast last week, <laughs> um, was frightening. I mean, I, I saw Kawhi Leonard get taken advantage of in ways that I don't remember anybody doing to him in my recent memory. The way Steph was put him on skates a couple times, and I don't, I don't think. First of all, I don't think Tim Duncan. His presence would have made much of a difference. <laughs> you think they lost by 15 instead yeah. of 30? I mean, he might have slowed things down a little bit, but right. uh, uh, that was a snowball running downhill, and there was nothing the Spurs could do <laughs> except get out of the way. Um, I don't know. I, I was, I've made notes on my phone of, mm-hmm. of stuff that I was thinking about during the game. Um, but really, I mean, I, I wrote here, did Dun- how does Duncan change this matchup? And I don't think he does. I Just think- puts another dude in a... Wrong color uniform. Yeah, taking advantage of. Um, Bones talked about it on NBA TV last night that Duncan 
get, gives them more options on offense and lets them do things through the post. Because Aldridge didn't really show He's, up. Yeah, he just couldn't. He's, I, I, I maintain he's still trying to figure out how he fits on that team. He doesn't fit right now. Yeah. I, I don't think right now. It seemed like there was a lot of times they threw him the ball. And, every, and he, he's best when they throw him the ball in the post and you give him like six seconds to back a guy figure down. Out, and, yeah, and, and turn around and shoot yeah. off somebody. Yeah. And then, you know, he's good at that. But that's not what the Spurs do generally. And mm-hmm. I felt like that was a um, – he was a, a little bit of a uh, – fly in the ointment so to speak mm-hmm. in there you know if they're trying to especially the oakland i mean the oakland the warriors were moving the ball so fast and passing it around and finding open guys and then the spurs give it to aldridge and everybody stops it slows and, down yeah, yeah. So. they uh, i mean i thought pop nailed it afterwards when we <laughs> took a shot at uh, cleveland just the world though i mean it's <laughs> like men against boys you know like the warriors are playing at a level that clearly not even the other best teams in the league I mean, the last hope, I guess, is Oklahoma City. Yeah. When they finally play them and we see how they match up and whether or not OKC can either take the Warriors out of their rhythm or match that flow, which I don't think they're going to be able to match that flow because they don't move the ball in a way that's going to allow them to to maintain the pace that the Warriors want to play at. OKC is more like one-on-one. Yeah. It, it seems like it's almost more like Westbrook getting the inbounds pass and running full court yeah. or Durant getting the inbounds pass and running full court. Right. I don't think they have the depth either. That's the other thing that, I mean, the Spurs might have the depth to match up with the Warriors. I don't know if they have the talent or the legs. Yeah. You know, that's that's the one youth. thing I noticed yeah. last Tony night. Tony Parker was getting lit up. In well, the and I mean, even Patty Mills, who's like a little water bug, Steph was using and abusing yeah. him too. Yeah. Um, that that brings me to another thing, and we'll talk about that when I guess um, when we when we lock lock in with one of our uh, our regulars. Um, here in a few minutes, but can we just go ahead and give it to give Steph some credit now? Like I've been hearing all these people knock him. I've I've heard a lot of ex players say, well, you know, he wouldn't have been able to do this in this era, or you know, I'd take AI over Steph. Well, listen, man, this dude is unbelievable. Let's yeah. just give him his credit and stop trying to figure out ways to to knock him down. And I and I maintain, Lang, that one of the problems with the Warriors is nobody can say we saw him coming. Like, nobody can say we saw this in advance of the 2014-15 season that they were going to be this good, that Steph was going to get this much better. So it's almost like this disbelief thing where you don't want to admit that they're this good and we just didn't see it coming. But We've had to do it twice. (laughs) (laughs) He's on another level. Yeah. I mean, and that's it. You know, there's no – I don't know why people don't just – break down and say, hey, man, this dude's just playing at another level right now. Yeah. He, I tweeted last night. He, it was like watching an and one mixtape game, and somebody <laughs> said, except the shots go in. <laughs> but it does feel like that because he's, like, doing all this crazy stuff. That, it's ridiculous. Uh, do you think Steve Kerr has ever said to him, hey, Steph, that's not a good shot. Don't take that shot. Hey, Steph, do me a favor. Don't dribble between your legs, behind your back, and around your back again and make that guy fall down. Even if he misses the shot, shot, it's not like it goes over the backboard or as an air ball. Like, I mean, he, he, when he misses those crazy things, they, they, you know, hit the rim. Last night, there were two or three, like, whistles got blown, and he still made the shot after. Yeah. You know, like, you always you always look, is some dude going to run and, like, knock it out the air or do the KG and go make sure he protects the rim? They don't even bother with Steph. They let him do his thing. All it, I'm saying is. Is he, how about this? He's, let's just, all I'm saying is let's give him his credit now. Like, can we finally say he's played all these other top teams? Because remember, everybody's like, well, let's see what happens when he plays the Cavaliers. Okay. Well, what's going to happen when he plays the Spurs? Mm. 
He played three quarters. I mean, give him his credit. Is he the uh, is he the greatest shooter of all time? Uh, you know, the all time arguments. I'll I'll worry about those like when he's close to the end. But is he the greatest shooter I can remember seeing in in the form and fashion that he's shooting? Yes. Yeah. I mean, Ray Allen was a great shooter. Reggie Miller was a great shooter in his own right. But neither one of them worked off the dribble no. the way Steph does. Not even close. No. Not even yeah. close. They couldn't create for themselves the mm-hmm. way he does. And create for other people well, the way he does. Another thing that bothered me about the game last night, um, you know, they talked about Steph doesn't play defense. How many deflections and steals sure. and fast breaks did he have in the first half? Give this cat his credit. I'm, t- I'm I've I've had enough of I had enough of people not respecting the Warriors and respecting the, the individual talents on that team and bring our main man in from Yahoo Sports, Mark Spears, who was at the game last night at Oracle Arena. Um appreciate you getting up by the way early, Mark. I know it was a late night for you. Um but I mean, can we can we put to bed all this stuff about Steph being a great player with all these asterisks and because of and you know the system and the talent around? I mean, let's just give Steph some individual credit for being basically the baddest dude in basketball right now. Hey, 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 Sekou, you know how me and you talk, right? <laughs> <laughs> he nice, dog. <laughs> <laughs> Freak show. And I'll tell you something I saw yesterday. And, and look, I see this guy play as much as anybody. Right. So you, you, you think nothing would amaze me at this point. You know the circle around the middle of the basket? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm starting middle of the court. Yeah, yeah. The jump circle. Uh-huh. This dude, before the game, was three feet ahead of it, shooting regular jumpers. <laughs> Made like four out of five, went over to the next next spot. I was mad that he missed. I mean, I was like, you got to be kidding me. Uh, I mean, yesterday was the day I finally am convinced he's the best player in the game now. <laughs> and and I've been holding out right. because I live in the Bay, so, yeah. you know, I, I got to give it extra criticism because I live here. Yeah. Uh, I've been holding out because LeBron James is LeBron James, but, uh, you know, after yesterday, after the move I saw on Kawhi, after what I saw pregame. Yeah. And then uh, he's improved defensively, uh, which I know the Warriors coaching staff is excited about. Right. I mean, if Jay-Z's coming to the game, it ain't even Super Bowl week yet. (laughs) That tells you there's something special to see. I mean, he's like Leroy from The Last Dragon right now. (laughs) He's got the glow? Yeah. He's killing it. (laughs) (laughs) So you're saying LeBron's show enough? (laughs) <laughs> I didn't say that. Don't don't get me in trouble, man. Don't put words in my mouth. You know there'll be somebody have it on Twitter before you know it. But like that song. What was the atmosphere like at Oracle last night in terms of they've had this run of games against big time opponents, yeah. but this is the first one at the house. I mean, what was was it finals like with the Spurs? Well, you in know, the building? I was telling their um, one of their PR gurus, Dan Martinez, really, mm-hmm. really good. I know Ray Ritter gets all the credit, but Dan Martinez is great, too. Um, I was like, damn, this is, seems bigger than the Christmas game. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it just had a different aura about it. Yeah. You know, and Christmas was cool, but there's, you know, it's a Christmas crowd. This was, uh, there was some excitement in the air. There, it, it had a playoff feel to it. You know, I mentioned Jay-Z being there. And, yeah. No, Drake's like it every other game, so that <laughs> that wasn't really a big deal that he was there. Um, what's my man with the crazy suits always? 
the oh, uh, job was rough. Jimmy Goldstein? Jimmy Goldstein was there. And he was disappointed after the game. He's like, man, I thought I was going to see a better game. But, I mean, Jimmy's showing up already. Right. Um, I can only imagine, and, and not that this game is a bigger game than the Spurs game, but it's next in line. Super Bowl Eve, the Thunder come to town, and the Warriors play the Thunder for the first time. Right. That'll be it. That's gonna be uh, <laughs> that's gonna be pretty star studded. I'm yes, guessing. yes. Cam Newton might There'll come be to some that dabbing game. at that game. Yeah, yes. He might. I mean, well, maybe not. Well, he he might. might. It's um, it, it's just right before all the last parties begin in San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. Uh, you, they, you know, they might have to take the Bart over to get to where they need to go after. But um, I, I. I Dare to say those tickets are pretty expensive now. We were just talking before we got you on, Mark. Um, do you think is Steph Curry the best shooter you've ever seen? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what we thought. The too. best game shooter. I used to always love Bird. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just just was in awe of him, and you know, I, I saw his dad, and I covered Ray Allen. Right. So saw saw Reggie Miller a lot. Um, until Steph came along, I thought Ray Allen was probably the best. And he, he's all-time leading three-point shooter. His his shot is just pure. It's yes, like the prettiest uh, shot. Just, just, yeah, yeah, pretty and, and just mechanical, you yeah. know, just like bang, bang. But Steph's shot is like, I don't know, man. It, it's like, it's just funky, man. It's like the Richard Pryor basketball. Man. <laughs> 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 just contorts and shoots crazy. And you're like, he ain't going back that. He's, he's like, like Mike. You know what I mean? <laughs> I tweeted last night. Every, like, every shot, you expect him to make it. I know. I tweet- if it was anybody else, you'd be like, what is he doing? I know he didn't shoot that. The one, the one he took, he took one last night. We were, we were over in Greg's uh, spot, our super producer spot, watching the playback of the game a little, a little earlier. And he stepped back. There was like a screen out at the top of the key. And Tony then, went under. Tony yeah. Parker went under. Tony went under. And, and he stepped. He yep. Yeah. It was like from half court almost. And, it, and he took it like it was a free throw. Yeah. I, know, I don't. Another I don't person, um, one of the Spurs riders told me yesterday, Jabari. Uh-huh. He said, um, you know what? You really don't really understand how great he is or what he's doing or how far he's shooting from. Until you actually see it in person, yeah, yeah. yeah. that's when it really kind of hits home. Just like, just like I said, like, like you guys know, I see this guy work out all the time. It's no big deal, but to be two feet in front of the circle <laughs> and just be shooting them like they're they're five foot jumpers, he, he yeah, he's the greatest shooter of all time. He hit a three against Detroit a couple Saturdays ago. Where I was doing game time in the studio. And he hit a three from the P, at the, like yeah. at the on the Pistons for. And I was like, did he seriously just shoot that from half? I I will tell you this, and I, and I think Jabari is right. Lang, you know this. Mark, you know this as well as anybody. You don't appreciate players until you see them on the regular. Yeah. And then yeah. you get a a little distance, maybe a year or two later, and realize, like this dude was killing, like, or he was yeah. he was in this zone. What? And like I said, that's saying a lot for me to say he's eclipsed LeBron. He's, he's yeah. eclipsed him. Yeah. He's, the, he's the best player in the world. And 
in the world, and he he's he's the face of the league now. I think. Yeah, I agree. I don't. I mean, and I would have, I would have pushed back on that last year when they were in the midst of that championship run and winning sixty-seven games in the regular season. But now it's hard to fight that. It's hard to yeah. fight who would growth you, and development. Who would you? you know what? They've answered every bell. Yeah. Everything you could throw at them. Yep. Okay. Cleveland didn't have everybody healthy. Right. Killed them, killed them in Cleveland. Beat him at home. Well, uh, Steve Kerr's not coaching. NBA best record. Right. Well, San Antonio. Whoop them. Serve Kawhi Leonard. So, which was stunning oh. to me, the way he was doing Kawhi last night. Yeah, he getting, he's unguardable. Yeah. I, he, 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 he's, like, imagine if Curly Neal had a jumper. <laughs> if Marcus Haynes had a jumper. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm making all these kids, they're going to have to Yahoo search now. He said the Yahoo search. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I'd like to see him play for the Globetrotters just one game. Well, did you see? There's a clip. What some of the Globetrotters were at a game, and and they tried yeah, to they do his, his dribble, dribble thing yeah, with routine. him a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I, yeah, they came out here. I said, uh, the, I said on Twitter last night, it was like he's like watching an and one mixtape game, except and somebody said, except the shots go in. <laughs> <laughs> NBA jams. Yeah, it is. It's like a video game, you know. And, it's like a video game with the for the Warriors. It's like a video game with the difficulty set on like beginner. <laughs> you, you would you would think that me living out here, living a ten minute ride from the arena, that eh, you know I've seen it. It's, he's good. You, you know what I mean? I don't get tired of it. No, at all. No. <laughs> it's like really, like I'm actually, you know, I've been around long enough. 17 seasons now where I've seen stars come and go, so I, I appreciate them. You know, I, I got to cover Mello when he first got in the league. Right. I, I saw Iverson when, before the, you know, he hit the end of the road and covered the big three in Boston and, right. you know, saw the birth of Ron, you know, blah, blah, blah. But what I'm watching now. It's I mean, unprecedented. And, and get to. See, and I, and I still, I think my appreciation for Steph goes a lot stronger. And I don't even know if you guys got a commercial thing. I'm just rambling. We don't take commercials. No, we don't take commercials. Nobody wants to advertise Nobody on this thing. <laughs> we, just t- we just yap and let it flow. Okay. Well, then I <laughs> um, like, I still remember the Monte days. Yeah, yeah. You know, and how he was deferring to Monte and, right. and trying to fit in. And remember a, a player play one game where he was wide open and Monte didn't pass him the ball. And he just, you know, bit his tongue. Fans saw it. I, everybody mm-hmm. saw it. But And then the trade happened. Clay came. And I remember Mark Jackson sitting on the sideline being down and out mm-hmm. because they traded Monte to Milwaukee. And they blew $66 million move, on Andrews right? Beedrins, yeah. The greatest move the franchise has ever made. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, there's yeah. there's a lot of blunders mm-hmm. that this franchise made that I haven't forgotten. But right. trading Monte, bringing Bogut, allowing Steph to you know, and and Mark gets a lot of credit for allowing Steph to start being Steph. Right. Um, let him be that guy from Davidson. Um, it, it opened up Clay too, and brought Clay into the starting lineup and, and got him to grow. I mean that that trade 
despite getting the owner getting booed for it, which You're is right. ridiculous, yeah, right. was the best move that that franchise has ever made, and, and played a big role in getting them a championship. No, you're right. That's that's a great point and one that I think a lot of people forget about. Um, when you talk about the evolution of this team, I was telling Lane, Mark, that I think some of the pushback on on former players and and others giving Steph and the Warriors their credit is that they couldn't – you know, we, we're in a business where we love to say we told you so or we saw it coming, mm-hmm. and nobody saw this coming. Not the championship – excuse me, not the 67 wins – it's certainly not the start that they've had to this season. We, Even after them winning it all last year, I never would have dreamed they'd come out and play this much better Yeah, yeah. to start this season. But, and everybody improved. You know what I mean? Like everybody. Raymond Green's story is amazing. Sure. Yeah. You know? yeah. Second the, round pick, didn't start in summer league. Yeah. Then he, Wally Pip David leaves. <laughs> I mean, if the Warriors would have offered him a contract last year before the season, they would have offered him six, seven. Right. He probably would have jumped on it, you right. know. Yeah. Gets max. No way he could play up to that. Plays better than what he's getting. Yeah. I mean, and and, and then he gets to wear these, you know. Uh, they never should have gave a brother that much money shirt yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I asked myself, did you guys see this shirt he had on? Oh yeah. White. All, he had all white on. With like these fancy like leather X's. Yo, he's from Saginaw, man. Huh? He's from Saginaw. You you lived in the state of Michigan for a brief time. Dude from Saginaw, yeah. Flint is liable to put anything on. Here's yeah. here's a question, Mark. That I was thinking about this. Let, let me just say, I asked him how much a shirt cost. He said, "You don't want it." Yeah, I'm sure it was ridiculous. <laughs> I was watching him last night, and I was thinking, when they drafted him and and put him into this system, the the role he's playing now, sort of this point forward stretch whatever hybrid, hybrid whatever, thing yeah. is that something that he's kind of developed and they've just kind of run with it or did they ask him to play this specific kind of role or how did he kind of stumble well, into this when they experimented and, and not not just experimented but now uh uh went strong with the small lineup yeah blossomed in it you know i mean he wasn't supposed to start last year david lee was supposed to start yeah they, and then David Lee got hurt, and then I think Steve Kerr was like, you know what, this kind of works. <laughs> <laughs> How much credit should Kirk get, by the way, for for the the different the different you know what, tweaks I, I that give he's him done? Credit for, I mean, it, it, the, the Draymond Green thing kind of just happened by default because of the David Lee injury. Mm-hmm. But when David Lee came back, he didn't give David Lee the job back. Right. Right. And I was one of the people, I, I admit it, I thought, I, I kind of always say if a starter loses his job because of injury, he deserves to get his job back. Mm-hmm. And I was wrong. Yeah. You know, I, I admit it, I was wrong, man. I mean, that thing, Steve Kerr had the foresight to know that that move was better for that team. Mm-hmm. And he also was smart enough to, you know, put Harrison Barnes in the starting lineup uh, mm-hmm. Bring Iguodala off the bench, right? And I, I know Iguodala wasn't the happiest about it. You could you could kind of tell he 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 was kind of late to buy into it. But when mm-hmm. you keep winning, you keep winning, you keep winning, and he's playing in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I think he eventually he I think he was the last one to buy in. But when he bought in, uh, you know they were rolling after that, and now. 
I think these guys realize, man, forget statistics. And yeah. Winning is cool. And if you <laughs> win, people are going to notice you. you right. know? So, like, when you, when you think about the Warriors, you know Steph scores a lot, but if, if you just walk away and just look at statistics uh, of each player on the team, you you wouldn't be blown away. Right. Because they're, they're a team. They're this, they they defy the statistics in a lot of ways. My favorite player, I'm, I'm not afraid to admit it, my favorite player on the team is Sean Livingston. I always loved oh, Sean Very Livingston's underrated. game. And um, I watched him twice huge when he was in high school. For him. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Huge signing for him. I watched him twice when he was in high school before his – knee injury with the Clippers, and I always thought to myself, and Lang, we might have had conversations about this back then when that draft, when Josh never coming in. Mm-hmm. I was like, I was convinced he was going to be this game changer. So it's funny to me to see him now playing the perfect complimentary role on a team with a dude who I'd never heard of mm-hmm. that is the game changer. Like, Steph <laughs> is the, literally the game changer that I thought Sean Livingston might be when he was, you know, coming out in the draft all those years ago. Um, I think they all, I think the players themselves, Mark and Lang, deserve credit for buying in and sacrificing for each other. And I said this, which this is what leads me to our next subject, because we're talking to Mark Spears from Yahoo Sports here on the Hangtime Podcast, but we certainly don't just want to talk about um, the Warriors and all that. I mean, the David Blatt firing in Cleveland, um, no doubt, dominated the news before this Monday night game between the, the Warriors and Spurs and Mark, I know you know Tyron Lue like I do. Um, yeah. So, you you know, it's, I'm very happy to see him get his opportunity. Certainly yeah. hate the circumstance. But yeah. I tweeted this out, and I rarely tweet, like, you know, just random thoughts for the sake of an argument. But I was listening to David Griffin talk the other day. Mm-hmm. And he was describing what he thought they had in Cleveland in that roster and in their franchise and this thing that they believe they've built. And he was describing the Spurs. And I'm like, man, you – I get that everybody wants to have what the Spurs have, but true camaraderie amongst a group of players, thats you can't manipulate that. You can't right. manufacture it. What the Warriors have, what the Spurs have in terms of the flow and the understanding of the players, that's organic. You either have that and build it from the ground up or you don't. Yeah. And like I'm wondering. Example, you, you remember how, um, and, and I say the Warriors locker room is, is not as, is probably rambunctious as this one is, but mm-hmm. I used to always think it was cool in like the early 2000s, mid-2000s when you walked into Pistons locker room. Yep. Yep. And Sheed had that box going. <laughs> and and John Wallace Goat, lifting weights. Like that cool guy, you know. <laughs> yeah. And uh, there was that big belt hanging over Sheed's locker. <laughs> and, you know, they just had all these personalities. Yeah. And, but they all loved each other. They all had each other's back. Right. Um, I see that with the Warriors, you know. And I, I do think the guys on the Cavs like each other. I think they, they, they have a love for each other. But I, I just think it has to be on the same page, man. Yeah. It has to be selfless. Um, and, you know, T. Lou. The, the sad thing for T. Lewis, I really think he had paid. Like a lot of people don't understand, he paid his dues. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, he he was an assistant with Doc in Boston before he went to the Clippers. He was a hot assistant coaching candidate, right? Yeah. 
before Cleveland even brought him in. I mean, like hot, hot candidate for a head coach job. He was mm-hmm. getting some looks. So uh, I think the opportunity to to go there was he figured was going to be his next step to to that job, and he probably didn't expect this or really really want it this way. Um, but sometimes it happens how it happens, yeah. you know. And uh, unfortunately, I, I think unless he you know, the Warriors are so good that, and the Spurs are so good that I don't know that it would be a disappointment if they went to the finals and lost. I think that's the expectation now anyway. Right. But the, there has to be strong, really strong pressure for him there. And uh, I think the the expectation now is that at minimum he has to get them to the finals. Yeah. I. Lang, I don't know what you thought about the black firing, but my my feeling was, and I've always had this feeling, you can be a good coach, you can be a great coach even, but sometimes you're not the right coach for a certain team. Right. And, Mark, you mentioned those Pistons teams. I think back to Rick Carlisle's time with those Pistons teams. Nobody would tell you Rick Carlisle's not an excellent basketball coach. Right. Yeah. But he was not the right coach to get that team to that next level. So I don't – I never cry – tears for these coaches when they lose their jobs because they go into them knowing sure. that there's a possibility it won't work out. Um, they say coaches are hired to be fired. Yeah, right? but did you did y'all feel like David Black got a raw deal or did you think, man, they finally did what it looked like they should have done how, at some point? How can, how can you say it's a raw deal when he got hired to coach Andrew Wiggins? Right, right. And then they yeah, said, hey, no, but, I, they, they're like, I, hey, I, you I know think... what, we're going to give you the best player in the NBA <laughs> instead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You you know what? I, this is what I think. I, I blame Cleveland ownership and management, and I'll tell you why. If you had any inkling, any thought, any hope, any lottery chance, any so you say there's a chance that you're going to get LeBron James, why would you hire a coach? Yeah. I mean, I understood that David Blatt was a hot guy, and no, but that's just it. He was—he was a hot assistant candidate, yeah. or I mean, he, had a, he was a hot name. <laughs> you know, the Warriors like checked him out, yeah. as, but as an assistant coach to Steve Kerr, not right. as the head coach. What, what, what was the rush? I mean, I free know. agency was only like two weeks later. Yeah, it, it just made no sense. Like at that time, it didn't seem like LeBron was going there. I, I understand, but. They obviously thought that there was some hope. Yeah. And so you hired the guy when you knew from the beginning it wasn't going to fit. Yeah. That, that, you know, we would be in summer league. So you talked to LeBron yet? You talked to LeBron yet? You talked to LeBron yet? <laughs> well, I mean, he was honest. No, I ain't talked to him. <laughs> <laughs> think of the, I mean, think and of the guys who had a chance at that job. They should have never hired him. Yeah. And that's not to say that he can't be a successful coach in this league. I think he can, but yeah, he, he, they, it's their fault. This whole mess is the Cleveland ownership and management's fault. They should have never hired yep. anybody when you know the, the biggest star in the league was coming your way. You should have figured it out when he got there or, or figured it out after he said no. Because if it's David Blatt, I'm guessing, I mean, what other offer did he have as head coach? Somewhere overseas. EuroLeague? Yeah. <laughs> you know you know what the other part about it that I don't like is as well? He would have still been available. Yeah, but 
the narrative now for T. Lou and LeBron and everybody else becomes, well, they, you know, people without any knowledge of what went on will assume that they were implicit in David Black getting fired, which I, from what I've gathered from talking to people and, and noticing, couldn't be further from the truth. And I talked to T. Lou via text. I'll just yeah. tell you, you know, in the in the past, in the weeks before this went down, and let me tell you, none of the t- none of our conversation, and I'll show it to Lang, included him ever getting the Cavaliers job. Right. Yeah. You know, what I mean, this is a young guy yeah. who was but looking I, for I, a head coach job, trying to find an opportunity, but certainly not undermining David Black. Yeah. No. But I do think it sounds silly and ridiculous to believe that LeBron didn't know anything. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And he should. He's a star of the team. Yes. Star, you know. We're, okay, now we're saying he's the number two star of the league now, right? Not yeah. number one. No, yeah. Still <laughs> a, a, a top two player in the league. Of course he knows something. Just say management made the final decision. Yeah. That's fine. And, and, and if you didn't consult him – this is as dumb as what New Orleans did, and I and I wrote this. The first thing I ever wrote at NBA.com, I scolded Jeff Bauer for firing Byron Scott without consulting Chris Paul. Right. And I got a bunch of blowback. First thing, first day on the job, like, hey, be careful. You know, you can't say you don't con- you don't make those sorts of decisions and disregard the face of the yeah. franchise. I, 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 it's I not find wise. It hard to believe that LeBron walked into that meeting and was like. What? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like, I mean, I think. Called him. Hey, Dad, man, guess what I just saw? <laughs> <laughs> you, got a, you got a text alert from somebody? Yeah. I, I feel like <laughs> it was, uh, I think they were playing a little bit. I, I, I assume they were playing a they, little they bit. They played of, way too hard, man. Of the Come game on, of, do. you know. Well, I'm not saying he made the call. Right. 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 But he had to be. But some, he but had to his camp had to be that. consulted in some capacity. He had to get a call at some point. The other thing that I didn't like, and I don't know David Griffin as well as some other guys in our business, and I like, but I like him, and I respect him. But when he went on the little tangent about LeBron is not running this out, you know, that yeah. put a hell of an amount of pressure on his shoulders now, because yeah. you're the, that means you're the guy who traded Andrew Wiggins for Kevin, you know, for Kevin Love, right, David Griffin. So the next, the next anvil to drop doesn't drop on LeBron. Yeah. Doesn't drop on T. Lou, it drops on David Griffin, right? Yeah. Okay, because I just want to make sure we, if if he's no, not mean, the was... ultimate decision maker, LeBron, then that means yeah. the guy who did make the call has to be the one that pays. For I don't know. There, there like, might be another angle like for like reality show acting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We know, we know this is a reality show. <laughs> Tough guy talk, you know, like LeBron doesn't run his organization. Well, pretty much, yeah, yeah, he does. Because if he doesn't come back, we're not even having the conversation. Right. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's. It's it's okay to say, like, who would begrudge them for saying, you know what, we make the final decision, but LeBron is certainly involved in what we do, or we we talk to him about what we're doing. Yeah, they said we talk to all our players when we make a decision. Why would you not want one of the greatest minds in basketball? And and I and you know I give him a credit; he's a great for for athlete. He's an amazing businessman. Yeah, one of the most powerful people yeah. in the sport. The champion yeah. got more championships alone than anybody in that whole state, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and so it just it just brought some attention that you know, hey, to say 
fire the coach, and you know it was our call. Yeah. But did we talk to LeBron about it? Sure, you know, and and I think that would have been better for all the parties involved. Right. Yeah. We they, he said we, we talked to our players, so I'm assuming they, um, you know, canvas locker room and made sure Delhi was cool with them making the change. Um, <laughs> Jared Cunningham. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean to, down the hall. I don't want to make light of uh, Yeah, I don't want to make light of. And he had a box in his hand. The whole situation, but I, it, it does make you, it does make you laugh a little bit when you hear these the front office types tell you, well, you know, we do this, and then you know, I don't take a poll and take the temperature of the room. Temperature of the room. You better, right? Yeah. You better. You'd be naive not to. Because yeah. with LeBron comes the drama that everybody loves to talk about. But, but also the the rewards and the success. And if I got to take yeah. the good to get that other, you know, if I got to take all that other stuff to get to the good stuff, so be it. I'm, I, you know what it does? It makes me respect Miami and Pat Riley even more. Well, I was because thinking, they did because they said, you know what? There are some things we won't budge on. Remember, Pat Riley kind of said the same thing. Like yep. LeBron James doesn't run this organization and. And then LeBron was like, all right, I'm going to Cleveland. Yeah, he shot the producers <laughs> on his way out the door. But, yeah, but, I mean, at least Pat Riley and I, and I meant what he said. He no, I didn't think he did there, which is, yeah, like yep. why he later on them leaving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, man, Mark, I hate we only get to talk to you every blue moon, man. It's, you can take it over for Rick since we can't find that. Say, you might have to be our third joker anymore. Third member since Rick is on hiatus here for uh, – only if I can hang out in the trailer, man. Only if I can hang out with the trailer. And <laughs> hey, you never know. Try to let me go inside the trailer when you came out my way, man. You never know when we're going to be back in California. You just never know. The Winnebago. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Spears, Yahoo Sports, joining us here on the Hangtime Podcast. We appreciate you, man. We'll talk to you soon. Man, always a pleasure, brother. All right, Mark. Thanks, Mark. All right. I, uh, I'm, I'm still up, upset, though, at just the – the whole foolish way this stuff gets me, you know, because it soils reputations when it's not warranted sometimes. Like, it's not fair to the people that have to stand there picking up the pieces when you don't tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but. You know what? But that's part of the deal, I guess. I don't know. If the Cavs win games, no one's going to care. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you know? You're right. I mean, you're if right. they go back to the finals, great. Yep. Do you, think Ty, the... do you think Ty Lue should coach the uh, All-Star game? No, I think. Um... Who should do that? I think that's we a weird just, situation. I know. I think we should just let LeBron do player coach since everybody thinks he's on the show anyway. How about we let Luke Walton coach the East <laughs> and let Steve Kerr, Kerr, Kerr coach, the, coach West. the West? See who wins. Or that's the plan. The other thought I had was Zaza. <laughs> he almost made the Western oh, I wish team. He'd have made it. That would have been the greatest thing uh, ever. I was a little upset with the inside crew last week too for bashing on Zaza like that. Yeah. He's had a good year. Yeah, I mean, come I on. I mean, yeah, he didn't. Des- you know, you don't think Zaza Pachulia is supposed to be an All Star game? He's going to get a big head if you keep talking about him this way. <laughs> It's my man, though. I got love for We Zaza. love Zaza. We got we got to get him on here. He, uh, I think he should coach the East. Maybe we let Zaza coach the I'm East. I'm with that. I'm with it. I'm with it. I think they should let whoever's leading in bragging rights coach be, the I think East that'd be Cubs. me. What? I believe so. No. It's time for bragging rights as the guys put their rep on the line. I don't know if you're leading by yourself. I'm sure I'm still in the number one spot. At know. least tied, right? It is tied. Yes, come Seku on. Seku and Lang both lead. Fort, and you guys have a record of fourteen and ten. Hold on a second. Let me get up. Let me get up and do this one. <laughs> I gotta find a coin. Oh, let me dab on you. <laughs> 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 come 
Come on now. And Rick Fox, what did he do last week? Well, Rick Fox sounds he, like he went over for three. Yes. So, uh, oh, that's cool. I got to find a, somebody. Got a get a coin you can flip for Rick's picks. I don't no, have one. Uh, I'm broke. I just got a pick picture uh, a text from Rick, who's in Toronto right now, filming After Dark. So um, this looks, dude looks pretty warm up there. Should be a, <laughs> should be a picture of the crying Jordan because the way he went last week. <laughs> I can't. I, I don't have a coin. By the man. way, how how could the the greatest winner, of, one of the greatest winners of all time, end up being the the poster boy for, I'm not gonna, for failure. I'm not going to. That's well, garbage. Yeah, I agree. I don't like that. The all internet right. loves it. I don't like it. All right. So, Wednesday night will be the first game mm-hmm. for this week. Uh, Lang Whitaker will be in attendance. It will be the L.A. Clippers, who are uh, kind of dealing with a situation right now, facing yeah. Lang's Atlanta Hawks. I'm going to take the Hawks. I mean, they played well without Blake. What, 11-3? Yeah, 11-3 without Blake. Without Blake. They haven't played and beaten a lot of teams with 500 better records during that stretch, which they would be dealing with in the Hawks. I'm going to go. That's the second half of a back-to-back, too. Yeah, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with the Hawks defending their home court. With a with a left, no, with a right hook, and then another right hook. Since in honor of Blake being out here, I made a uh, little card with a H on one side for home. <laughs> so that Rick just picked uh, the Hawks also. Oh man, okay. we don't need him jumping on our bandwagon. Um, by the way, I, f- I flipped that coin like that in the NFL, like the NFL reference. Right I don't want to. I don't want to until we know more details. But this this report about Blake Griffin. Yeah. Fracturing his hand um, upside the head of one of their equipment people, staffers or whatever is you talk about bizarre. Yeah, that's that's a whole other podcast by itself. We hung out with the uh, the equipment manager. I, those are these are good dudes. That's what I'm saying. This I can't imagine what kind of foolishness is going on. Josh Smith leaves town and all hell breaks loose for the Clippers. So <laughs> Who to thunk it? Yeah, should be the opposite. No, I'm sorry. Um, okay, so Friday night on NBA TV. Rockets travel to OKC. Ooh. I'm going. I'm telling you right now. I'm going with the Thunder. I am also. I don't think you mess with the Thunder in that yeah. situation. They've been on the road for a while too. Then. I'm yep. sure they'll be happy to be home. All right, give me the flip. Okay? Uh, let's see. Fox <laughs> picked the Rockets. Yes. And Dwight Howard, no less. Yeah, that's his, his guy. His number one guy. All right, so we've been talking about both of these teams during today's podcast. Saturday night, San Antonio at the Cavaliers on ESPN primetime. Mm. Let's let Rick pick first. Hold on. Rick's going to pick. If I can hold this stupid thing. Landing his paper money. This is what happens when you don't care coins. Rick picked the uh, Spurs. I'm also going to take the Spurs. I think I'm going to take the Cavs because I think this is one of the, you know, they've learned their lessons getting their nose bloodied in statement games. This is one they need to get. So you got Ty Lue. You know, get it for T. Lou and make sure that they, you know, they got to start building a foundation, too, in Cleveland of whatever this new team's going to look like. This is, to me, the kind of game that you start, yeah. you know, really digging in and building that foundation. So um, we're not going to pick the Super Bowl? Oh, that's right. It's, it's it doesn't weeks. play for, They don't play for another month. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> uh, 
Big ups to my man, my main man, Mark Spears from Yahoo Sports, joining us here on the Hangtime Podcast this week. Good to get his thoughts and, uh, on the on a Warriors team that is a runaway train around this league right now. I wasn't sure they were going to really chase 72 wins. Uh, why not? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Why not now? At you, this point. You're halfway to the station, baby. Let's go for it. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see how things shape up in Cleveland as well. Um, uh, you know, I'm not predicting that they do anything other than win the Eastern Conference and get another chance at the finals. And I, who knows how it turns out this time, but. Um, the good thing is that, I mean, it's a bad thing for, for Tyron Lue. The The baseline of the expectations is to make it to the finals and lose. <laughs> can you do better than that? Yeah, I'll All say, right. yeah, if you can. <laughs> so. it's, it's strange dynamic, don't, no doubt. Um, but we appreciate you joining us, and uh, we'll be right here next week on the Hangtime Podcast. Later. Thanks for listening to the Hangtime Podcast. To download more episodes of the show, visit the iTunes Music Store. And be sure to check out the Hangtime blog on NBA.com. And as always, say Kuna Matata.